Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Somebody said that there are some things one can only achieve by a deliberate leap in the opposite direction. A leap in the opposite direction. The thought came to me today that the kingdom always comes in the opposite spirit. Jesus said when they demand your coat, give them your cloak also. When they demand you carry their burden for a mile, go too. It was the opposite spirit. And today we need opposite spirit. Michelle and I have always sort of taken that as a our philosophy or our attitude is that when we always try and discern what spirit others are coming in, and if it doesn't align with Christ's spirit, then we come in the in the opposite spirit to that. So when there's hate, we walk in love. When there is when there is cursing, we bless. When when others are are gossiping, we pray for them. When others are withholding, we give. When others are criticizing, we encourage. We've always come with that mentality, come in the opposite spirit. We heard that many, many years ago, and I think it's more relevant today than it's ever been, especially as kingdom people. Now, when I say kingdom people, I'm talking about kingdom family. I'm talking about kingdom citizens. I'm not talking about just a tag on something that makes us sound a bit more holy or a bit more religious or a bit more unique than anybody else. Kingdom means we have a totally new philosophy. We have a total new paradigm, a whole new, a whole new mindset, a whole new attitude. We perceive and we act totally different. Not to be different, but we act differently. We act from that from that source, which is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. We begin to look at the scriptures from a point of view of being the source of of understanding what the kingdom of God is about. Not our church, not our ministry, not our gifting, but understanding what his kingdom is truly about. Now, when we come with that understanding and we come with that perspective, it changes things a little bit. So something that's been, especially in these critical times we're having right now where the world is all upside down, especially the country we're living in right now, there's like a crisis globally that's happening in some places more than others. And in the midst of that, I began to notice, I, you know, I love to, not love to, but I observe how people, Christian people, respond and react and the answers they give to situations that are happening and and how they contribute to that. It always tells me how people answer, how people 
what they put out tells me from what source they are, what their mindset is, what their paradigm is, what the source of their worldview. Because it'll tell you then, by their fruit you will know them. Out of the abundance of their mind, they will speak. You know, their mouth will utter things. So wherever it is, I'm always listening for that. And then that tells me what source they're coming from. So the whole point with kingdom leadership equipping is, in fact, that simple fact is to equip people with a with a leadership mindset and with a kingdom leadership mindset so that from a paradigm, the, the paradigm that Christ calls us to, that Jesus as king has called us to, that we will speak from that paradigm. So as within the context of our world situation right now, and what is the opposite spirit? What is the kingdom opposite spirit within the context of all of this? And it bears repeating what I've already shared with you, but let me go to um, the scripture that we find in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. And it talks about this in the Amplified Bible. It says, Jesus speaking, and he's speaking the, uh, the commonly known parables. And each parable, in fact, is an opposite spirit to religion and to the world. So in Matthew 5, 9, he says this, blessed, spiritually calm, with life, joy, in God's favor, listen to this, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express his character and be called the Son of God. So the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express his character, the king's character, and be called the sons of God. Now, we, if we break that down a little bit, we and we we will, I want to show you some words that really stand out to me here that reveal things. But in the Message Bible, it says, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. The Passion Translation says, How blessed you are when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as true, as a true child of God. Right there is a loaded statement from Jesus. It puts it all, packages it all into something that is profoundly, finds its source in a new paradigm, in a new mindset that we have to renew to. We have to renew our mind. We have to renew our life. So that what comes out of our mouth, what comes out of our actions, our decisions and our choices reflect this. Peacemakers, as we find in uh, the King James Version and the NIV. But here, I mean, the Message Bible, I love, says, when you show people how to cooperate instead of competing or fighting. You see, let me just go to the, um, the Greek word for it. And um, the Greek word, let me just see if I can remember the, the right number for it. Um, yes, here we go. So I cannot even pronounce this. I'm not even going to try so that, I, so that I sound like some kind of um, 
Greek expert, but the root word comes from peace. And that peace is not like the peace we find in the world. So this is tranquility, repose, calm, harmony, accord, well-being, and prosperity. So that we need to be promoters of that. We come in when there is the strife, there's division, there is uh, wrangling, there is antagonism, activism, there is combativeness, there is this trying to assert over people's agendas or agendas trying to assert over people. The kingdom people come in an opposite spirit. Now, that doesn't change the fact that you may have an opinion about something. But opinions are not the gospel. Our opinions are not the spirit in which we come. You may have an insight, you may have an opinion, but you hold firstly and foremost to your paradigm. I, when you, when you speak, and not once, but over time, I just watch and listen and it reveals your heart. It reveals the very inception. You can package everything nicely. You can say all the right things, all the nice Christianese. But the bottom line is that ultimately your character will be revealed. Because, And this is what um, Jesus says in, in the Amplified Version. It says that uh, you are makers and maintainers of peace for you will express his character. You will express his character. But if you're not expressing his character, then whose character are you expressing? So the opposite spirit to all of this that's going on right now is the, the opposite spirit to what's in the world right now is peacemakers. Peacemakers. Now, the word that is finds its root in peace here um, is to... Be a reconciler. It means those who, as members of God's kingdom, live a life whose tenor and effect are characterized by peace and not aggression, milita or militancy, or hostility, or assertiveness, or antagonism, or stridency, or combativeness. It means to live in true selflessness and seek the well-being of others. To seek the well-being of others. How blessed, spiritually calm, with life joy in God's favor you are when you make peace. When you, when you are focused not on joining camps of strife. Camps of, of division. But you bring peace into a situation. Because you're bringing the value. You're bringing the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven into every situation. Blessed are you when you make peace. When you come in that opposite spirit. 
not a strifeful, arrogant, aggressive spirit, a divisive, strife-forming spirit, a violent spirit, but you come in a spirit of peace, a spirit of well-being for everybody. That's what leadership is about, is about raising people into their, that should be our primary mission as, as kingdom leaders, as a leader, should be the well-being of people. Spirit, soul, and body, the wholeness of them. The thing about this is that when we come in the opposite spirit, there's a clash. Maybe we should talk about that <laughs> in, the, in a few episodes from now. But they, we make and maintain peace. We make and maintain joy. We make and maintain Love, not your soppy, give me a hug, you know, 60s hippie style. We're talking about this firm, resolute, decisive love of God. Unshakable, unmovable, that's forgiving, that doesn't hold offense against others. That doesn't exalt one person above another. That withholds judgment and condemnation and criticism. Again, it's, it's not that we don't have an opinion or that we, uh, you know, feel strongly about something or another. But that's not where we come from. We have to stand, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. There's just causes and unjust things we have to stand against. There's evil in the day. I'm not talking about influence. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about how we join in quickly, very quickly. We step into shouting the odds in the midst of a strifeful situation. We have a first responsibility to be the sons of God first responsibility and as a son of god we are peacemakers not because one is right and one is wrong or because one is better than the other but because it's first kingdom of god first seek first proton by the order of priority by the order of first things seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you I'm not saying there isn't a just cause for things. That's Please don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying is our first, our spirit, our heart is to come and stand for peace because we stand for the kingdom of God. Because that's where we come from. We don't join strife. We don't join division. We don't create division. We're not aggressive. We're not activists. We are. <laughs> We're political activists for the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> That's what we are. But we don't do it the way the world does it. We do it in an opposite spirit. We influence with, with the heart of Christ in the midst of it. Where is that? Don't be baited. Stand for, I, again, stand for what you stand for. But always stand first for the kingdom of God. First. Always come in an opposite spirit. 
You can stand for stuff, but nobody is ever your enemy. There's only one enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. People are bound in ignorance, bound in darkness, bound, you know, with wrong influences. And we need to understand that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, with people, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, because that is the influence. They are influences over territories, continents, global. I mean, when it talks about principalities, these are kind of global influences. So I really want to encourage you is always come in an opposite spirit in a situation. And I, I just, I'm just thinking of national situations, nation situations. And I'm thinking right now, more and more division is coming and we, we have to be different. We have to make a difference. If anything, my conviction is more than ever before to raise a generation of leaders who are different, who are going to make a difference, who are going to bring transformation in a different way in the earth with an opposite spirit, who know how to stand when everything is falling, who know what the true convictions are, what, what true principle is, what truth is. i got so much I want to tell you, but... I really just wanted to inspire you to come in the opposite suburb because it goes on to say that for they will express his character, God's character, the king's character, and be called the sons of God. Sons there is an interesting word. It's it's the word weos in the Greek. Weos in the Greek. And that word means mature, fully developed. Mature and fully developed in character so that they can reveal the character of God. They, they are moons. They are mirrors. They're not, they don't have their own light. See, growing up, you're, you're always trying to reflect, you know, as a teenager and as you're developing in, in, your, in your early years, you're always trying to copy somebody or get affirmation from somebody or reflect somebody else's views or point of view. It's, it's all immaturity. The fact is, is when you grow up, you begin to reflect who he, who he is. You reflect his character. You express his character in what you do. And so just really go and meditate on this is that, how blessed you are when you make peace, for then you'll be recognized as a true, full-grown, fully developed, mature son of God. True, fully mature sons of God are the ones that are able to come in an opposite spirit. You know, I don't belittle those. I'm not belittling uh, people. I'm just going... We've got to grow up so that we come in an opposite spirit. We can't be waiting on others to come in an opposite spirit. We don't have to fight the battle. You understand? Is that God's got hordes that are busy fighting right now. 
I know that there's a conflict going on in the realms of the spirit around us. That over nations, over cities, over, over, over the redemptive purpose of, of nations and communities and people's lives, there's battles going on. We've got to know that. But let's, let's look at this quickly. Let me go to um, 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 3 or 4, chapter 4. After he'd been sharing about, about um, that you are the body, you know, you are the temple of God, you are God's building, uh, that was chapter 3. Go and read it, go and meditate on it. It's revolutionary, changed my life, changed my ministry. But then he goes on in, in chapter 4 and he says, So then let us who minister be regarded as servants of Christ and stewards, trustees, administrators of the mysteries of God that he chooses to reveal. In this case, moreover, it's required of stewards that one be found faithful and trustworthy. But then he goes on to say, you know, I don't want to be judged by you. Or I don't have to be judged by you because God will judge me in the long run. So he talks about the analogies um, to him and, and Apollos for their benefit. And then he goes on, to, he says, uh, I'm just looking for that verse, that verses that I'm looking for. But um, he goes on to say, you behave as if you are already filled with spiritual wisdom and in need of nothing more. Already you have become rich in spiritual gifts. You in your conceit have ascended your thrones and become kings, etc., etc. And he says, for I think God has exhibited us as apostles at the end of the line, like men sentenced to death and paraded as prisoners in a procession. And he goes on to say, he says, now verse 10, this is where I wanted to get to. We are regarded as fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are highly esteemed, but we are dishonored. To this present hour, we both, we are both hungry and thirsty. We are continually poorly dressed and we are roughly treated and wander homeless. I mean, you know, this is the apostolic career. <laughs> they were willing to do this to bring the message of the kingdom to, to um, the world. We work for our living, working hard with our own hands. When we are reviled, now listen to this. When we are reviled and verbally abused, we bless opposite spirit. When we are persecuted, we take it patiently and endure. Opposite spirit. When we are slandered, we try to be conciliatory and answer softly. Opposite spirit. We've become like the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. And he said, I do not write these things to shame you, but to warn you and advise you as my beloved children. So, I want you to, that was what I wanted you to see was that in verse um, uh, 13 and 12 and 13 is how they came in the opposite spirit, even when they were nearly overwhelmed. I mean, in, in 2 Corinthians, he says, I despaired even unto death. <laughs> Do we understand that? Do we understand that? And so I really want to encourage you to think about coming 
in the opposite spirit in what we do. Because we are sons of God representing His kingdom in what we do. Blessed are those that make and maintain peace. For they express the character of God as true sons and recognized as true sons of God. That's the thing is that they're not just sons of God. They'll be recognized. They'll be recognized in essence. These are the true sons of God. Not ministers of God, but sons of God. Are you reflecting him as a true son of God? Thank you for being with me. This is my message for today on the KLE podcast. Until next time, Sean saying, God bless you.